0: The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and is brought to you by Mortgage CS, the official mortgage broker of the Ricky. Go to MortgageCS.com slash Ricky to be a Mortgage CS Ricky VIP. Big Barker Therapeutic dog beds. get yours at BigBarker.com slash Ricky. And Stateside Urban Craft Vodka, the official sponsor of the Corner 3 newsletter, StatesideVodka.com. On the show today, Ben Simmons returns to Philly... And the Sixers get completely obliterated. We test to see whether Mike is actually no longer a regular season bitch. Andrew Bogut has a rumor about a Sixers offseason acquisition. And uh, I think that's about it. Um, Stayside Vodka, uh, I mentioned, their bar is open once again Thursday nights. Friday nights, and all day Saturday. And during Sixers games, it is $4, $4 uh, stateside vodka sodas. That is at the uh, stateside vodka bar there, which is a sweet little bar there. So uh, we love our friends at stateside. We love the iced tea and vodka, and we love the regular vodka, which is what I have tonight, and the uh, the vodka sodas. So statesidevodka.com, you got to be 21 or older. Without any further ado, Amos and the Chef. Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin with a guy who will prove whether he has really graduated from regular season bitch to playoff motherfucker on tonight's show. That is one Mike Levin.
1: Whew. Yeah, that was a that rough was a bad one, game. Huh? Yeah. That was a, a bad <laughs> game. So we're out of town. Yeah. Where are uh, you? With, uh, with John and Colleen mm. and a few other folks. Mm-hmm. and uh And their dogs are here. Mm-hmm. And the last time that I watched a game with John and Colleen's dogs was game seven of uh. the Atlanta Hawks series. Yeah, well. there was a game pr- previously, John and I watched a playoff game together, John Gonzalez, friend of Mars. Uh, and I misbehaved during that playoff game. <laughs> I was acting out. Um, and I believe they lost I believe they lost I don't remember what what series it was but they I believe they lost and I was acting poorly so first of all I shouldn't watch any more fucking Sixers with John Gonzalez or anyone connected to him god damn it so maybe Mm -hmm. that's good to know Mm -hmm. and uh but both John and Alyssa were like I don't know intense game March 10th Ben etc rivalry game whatever Mm -hmm. and I was like guys this is a regular season. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And they were upset by how sanguine I was about this.
0: I don't know what that word means at all.
1: Calm, okay. mellow, <laughs> okay. easygoing. All right. I would say I would say up until like the first couple minutes of the third quarter, I thought they had a decent chance to come back in it. But then they also came out in the third quarter looking like shit. So it it went away, but... Yeah, I mean, look, they were 5 and 0 with Harden coming into this game. 5 and 0 or 6 and 0? 5, I think. Um they were bound to lose one. It happens. It's a regular season game in March. Mm-hmm. I am a playoff motherfucker and uh, determined to remain one. But also, even if even if you can shrug it off, you can also say like there's a lot about this game that is exactly what you're worried about with this team. Yeah, Does so- Harden is Harden like 100% Himself or the best version of himself tonight he certainly wasn't how how often can he get by guys he had tunnel vision he wasn't getting the calls both him and Embiid were kind of grifting a little too much um he wasn't i mean harden looked like shit he, he that was the worst game hardens played for, for, as a sixer or even w- around basketball in general in a very long time that was that was pretty bad it was terrible and for it to happen against his old team and stuff uh I I the team just looked extremely flat except for Embiid in the first quarter well I don't think and they looked f- flat I mean well, f- I, first I have of no of idea it was just to, sur- it was kind of surreal like a lot of the things were were like uh, maybe 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 Dr. J is like enough of a I don't know if he's enough of a get anymore to be like the bell ringing curse too big too big for for like a momentous game with Ben Beck and maybe just the energy was so there and then once it happened once the game happened it was like they were out of it but I, it was a very weird game for them to come out looking so flat and careless and uh, I mean dumb like it was a dumb it was a dumb game I am fine hmm. but I can also still be like it's regular season but also be like what the what the fuck was that like what do you what was the purpose so of I'm everyone gonna, I'm gonna panic a little actually okay.
0: if you don't mind uh, first what I would say and we all know that I am a pet guy you know I, I'm very committed to animal welfare. is one of the reasons I'm vegan. I yeah, love my dog, loved my cat, love all animals. And I don't say this lightly, but I think just to be sure, you might have to put John and Colleen's dogs down. I'll, I'll ask. <laughs> okay. Humanely, of course. Uh, all right. Panic number one. And, and here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll sort of like like throw you my concerns because you mentioned there are a bunch of them. And, and you let me know whether it is cause for panic because I feel a little bit panicked about all of them. Sure. Number one, Embiid certainly in the first half came to play, but this moment looked too big for the entire team. Harden included in that. And they looked... You said flat. To me, they looked tight. And I just—I I watched the way that the Sixers responded, and then I watched the way that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving responded, and I was like, holy fuck. Wait, this, you can't – you just can't – I know it's a regular season game. You can't come out for a big game looking that fucking terrified. So that's first concern.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you know me. You know I don't believe in that shit generally. Like the like – too big the moment was too big for them. I just don't. I mean, James Harden has played in a number of huge games and beats played in a number of huge games. maxi is not like scared of stuff. Sometimes guys just like play like shit. And I would say, like, like the Nets looked good, obviously, but also they hit everything. They were just hitting absolutely everything. The six and the Sixers shot 10 of 44 through three quarters on twos, 22% on twos. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I think like Daryl came on and said the Boston game was like, they didn't really lose by that much. Some of it was luck. I think that's kind of bullshit. I think sometimes you just get rolled and this is another game that they absolutely got rolled, but also they missed a ton of weird shots and Brooklyn made a bunch of shots that they would not always make. So okay. I, right. I think the the gap should not have been as bad, but also like they played like shit. Like it's come on.
0: Okay. Second thing. You mentioned James Harden has played in a lot of big games he has. However, his his performance in said big games has been oftentimes very poor. Though he has had teams who have got gotten far like like he just when it's on there are a lot of times where he hasn't shown up. That compared with the fact that it just didn't even look like he could get by Kyrie Irving tonight. He looked, he looked like the the James. Every bit of the James Harden that people warned us about, he looked like every bit of that today. He looked cold and he looked old and slow. He looked like, you know, just sort of like he didn't have much of a plan. He he just, it was as bad a game as we could have possibly seen from him.
1: Yeah, I'm worried about all those things. Yeah, yeah, he played really bad. He played horrendous. He was over ten on twos. That's uh, that's hard to do. He turned the ball over a bunch. He just he was driving without a plan. He wasn't passing well, which was strange. Like if we're Look, isolating If we're isolating the Harden stuff, like absolutely a terrible game and it feels like it feels like Harden's terrible games, maybe this is something you say about his demeanor or whatever it is. It feels like Harden's terrible games are worse than most other superstars of his levels. Terrible mm-hmm. games. When he's bad, he's like really, really bad. And so he was really, he was horrendous, like across the board, for sure. Okay. Next thing. But, but he's also looked great the five games before this. I, I think I saw John Boyce of Espionation posted like uh, a graphic that said that was that 5 games stretch of Harden uh, with the Sixers so far. That's the most assists in any five-game stretch in Sixers history in his first five games with the team. Is the most assists in any five game stretch. So he's been great and he's had something the Sixers just have not had in a very long time, especially let alone this year. Um, So I'm not like wildly concerned in general because he has looked so good, but man, he did look like ass tonight. (laughs) 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 Bad. Big time.
0: I I just saw Sharp's face. Like, because Sharp has notoriously been an anti Harden guy. And the entire time, I'm seeing Sharp's face. And then I'm seeing, uh,
1: yeah, obviously. It I've makes it feel better. Sharp's written for Chris Habs Porzingis.
0: Right, right, right. And I, I work with two Nets fans, Keith. What's up, Keith, Keith McPherson, Evan Roberts. And I just saw them both in my face. I saw Evan going dribble, 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 fat, 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 dribble. Dri-. Like, I saw all of it all at once. Okay. Next thing. I am looking at this team trying to play defense, and just the athletes that they have in the playoffs. Boy, is it it terrifying that that it seems like teams like every team is going to go up to a different defensive level in the playoffs. Maybe not every team, but the Bucks certainly are. No, every, the, every team, every the team. Raptors are right. I I don't know what what the Sixers' next gear is.
1: Uh, well, I love you bringing up defense. Thanks. thank you mm-hmm. for that I wonder if the what the counter of on this history of this podcast of how many times I've brought up defense versus how many times you've brought up defense I think yes. I'm, I think I'm up a lot right yeah um, it's certainly not even but yes I mean this is a big concern yes this is the biggest concern of the things that, that you said so far um they just don't I mean Danny was out. But obviously, Danny's only you know serviceable and limited bursts at this point in his career, and even bur- bursts is a generous uh, term to use for Danny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think their defense is Joel Embiid and Matisse in the let's say two thirds of games when Matisse looks really, really good. There's a th- about a third of games when Matisse looks kind of lost out there defensively, or just like not quite there. He's not he's not getting around screens, whatever. It's very frustrating to me as I've said before, how often this team doubles uh, or or any team doubles. I think just generally basketball teams double too often because for me, the 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 thing you don't want to give up is an open shot. And over and over and over again tonight and all the time, if you don't have the defenders to double hard and recover, then you're just giving up open shots. And like they had a bunch of them tonight. There was the obvious one where like, DeAndre Jordan and Tobias went to the ball handler and then James Johnson just like slowly walked to the basket for an open a wide open dunk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think doubling like Jordan Young who I think is a a heady defender even if he's not physically gifted defensively, speed-wise I think he's anticipates well. I think he's a, a fine NBA defender and his body allows him to uh switch and be versatile cuz he's big enough. But he he doubled onto a Matisse cover when Durant was like Matisse was covering him well, and then just like gave him a wide open Bruce Brown layup out of it. And you're just like, why? Why are you helping them? Um, and they have enough shooters. Uh, Brooklyn does on the court to like where they're one pass away from a wide open, forty percent shooter shot. Whether it's you know any of those guys, Patty Mills, Seth Curry, etc. And and then the Sixers like w- they had a bunch of like, yes, they cannot stop the ball enough. They cannot keep their man in front of them enough. Absolutely. Um, and then at least if you're going to have that, then you have to make guys like Seth, guys like Patty Mills, guys like Kyrie, Seth, guy like Gorn fucking Dragic, the, his corpse out there you have to make them pay on the defensive end. And it was extremely strange, like surreal out of body experience, strange that they did not do that. They've been playing with Seth Curry for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. Doc is related to him. He should know that he cannot cover fucking anyone, yeah. and they made Seth Curry look like a good defender in tonight's game because they didn't go after him. Maxi, the Maxi thing is the weirdest. Harden plays bad games sometimes. Embiid looks like he forces some 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 two point shots sometimes. He was Embiid was going at Drummond on every possession at the beginning, got him three fouls in the first like nine minutes, yelled get him out of here. Cool, him and Joe, him and KD was were jawing, like that was fun, and then he became like a jump shooter out of it, and the game was out of hand, and then he stopped really trying. But the Maxi thing was really, really, really weird. And it's easy to blame Doc for it. And I think absolutely Doc is a part of it. Like you have to scheme up ways to make those weak defenders pay. And Maxi's speed is a huge weapon that the Sixers just like didn't. He was just like not. It seemed like Maxi was like, I'm not allowed to shoot tonight. Like they said, don't do it. Well, they said just like pass every time and and just like leave it and maxi like bit on pump fakes it was frustrating um on the defensive end but like he just looked really like he had too many ideas in his head and he wasn't allowed to like operate the way he normally does so i was i was very very con- concerned by that and so i think yes the, on yes the defense was a problem but the offense never allowed, never punishing those weak defenders Allowed those offensive players to stay in and continue to beat guys off the dribble because they shouldn't they should have been played off the court in the first place. But yeah, the we the perimeter defense is absolutely a concern.
0: So I want to bring up the 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 maxi thing in a second in connection to something else you said, but I have one more defensive question to ask you. Uh, After after I want to read this email, we got a great email about one of our, uh, our new sponsors. This comes from Brady. Hey, Spike, want to send a note that my brother and I met with Mortgage CS today, new sponsor, and they were fantastic. We knew the high level details about mortgages going in, but in an hour, Alec explained to us all the details of the mortgages we would be looking for and explained that even if we don't end up using them, they would happily look at other products from other lenders to give their honest opinion. I love the collection of advertisers you've built who are open to giving perspective and ideas in their respective areas for no cost. I wish more businesses were like that these days. Helps us understand very confusing industries very quickly.
1: We're only sponsored by like guilty people who are also (laughs) a little bit lonely and just want to hang.
0: Mortgage CS is great. You know, when you go to buy a home, especially your first home, the mortgage thing is pretty confusing. And here's why mortgage CS is good. They are a mortgage broker and they are independent. Mortgage broker is different than a lender because a mortgage broker is not lending you the money what they are doing is they are going and finding the best rate for you from the people who actually loan the money. And the other good thing is because they're independent, they don't have ties to any specific lender. So this isn't like going to a bank for a loan, which you could do, but but then you're tied to them. They're not going to be honest with you. They want you to use them to, to get the loan. But Mortgage CS is independent and they are a mortgage broker. They also... This is weird to say during an ad, but they don't really spend money on advertising. So all of this overhead that these big mortgage brokers or these big mortgage lenders have, they don't have. They really care. Like they put this company together. Um, He mentioned Alec in that email, um, Ben as well. They put this company together to help get people through this mortgage process. And the last thing I'd say is they're always available. Mortgage CS is always available. You can call or text Ben, who is the CEO, anytime. 267-391-7425. 267 And if you've been buying a house before, you know you may decide at 9 p.m. you need a pre-qualification letter. 9 p.m., weekday. You call or text, they're there. They're always ready. They're not gonna give your information to anybody, like one of those things you find on the internet, like Lending Tree or something, is just them. Go to mortgagecs.com slash Ricky. Mortgagecs.com slash Ricky. You'll sign up there. You'll uh, be able to learn more more about Mortgage CS and you'll be able to make an appointment to talk to them. And you can see the awesome website they set up for us, which is amazing. The awesome art. MortgageCS.com slash Reiki. Your choice for buying a new home, refinancing, debt consolidation. Remember, it's not about just getting the best rate. It's about having a partner and Mortgage CS is going to be your partner. I'm telling you, this is the place that you go to. Go to mortgagecs.com slash Ricky or call or text Ben at 267-391-7425 anytime and mention that you came from the Ricky. Uh, Google as well, Mortgage CS, and look at the five-star reviews, over 200 of them. Again, that's mortgagecs.com slash Ricky or Ben at 267-391-7425. The Mortgage Mortgage CS Disclaimer. Disclaimer. The advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage and arranges loans with third-party providers and does not make mortgage loan commitments or fund any mortgage loans. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. The information is presented for informational purposes by Rates for Us, LLC, DBA, Mortgage CS, Company NMLS 146766, licensed by the PA Department of Banking and NJ Department of Banking and Insurance. Visit MortgageCS.com for more information. Ben Stocker, NMLS ID number one six eight three four five. Okay. Here's the other defense thing I want to ask you because you brought up Matisse and how he's only like really good to, you know, uh, two, two, like two thirds of the time. I watch him in games like this. He he is great when he is chaos. When you throw him in there, he's running all over the place. He's creating steals. But man, when you put him on somebody like Kyrie or somebody like Durant, I think first of all, somebody like Kyrie is gonna have him in foul trouble in five minutes. And then somebody like Durant is just too strong. Matisse hasn't really gotten stronger in the few years that he's been here. He hasn't gotten bigger and stronger. He seems like he dies on screen sometimes. And I just think as our stopper, He's so limited offensively that as the team stopper, he's just not stopper enough as great as he is on defense address.
1: I mean, he's just a unique player. I, I he's not, you know, going to bottle somebody up all the time. I disagree about Kyrie. I think he did a nice job on Kyrie and there was just other guys that the Sixers could or The Nets could just exploit and go like, okay, we're not going to go one-on-one with Matisse. We don't need to. There's four other defenders. Embiid being one of them. If he's drawn, if the if there's a three point shooter to draw him out, like we just don't we don't need to go one on one. I thought he did a nice job, and his offense wasn't great tonight. But I think that was predicated on like how awful Harden looked. Like we know Matisse isn't good an offensive player, mm-hmm. but he has looked great with Harden on the court. Um, I think uh, Derek wrote about it um, in his uh, newsletter. It'd be nice to tie Matisse to. Harden minutes rather than Embiid minutes, so that Matisse and Harden are always on the court together, um, and there's a little more defense on those Harden things. But then you're you're worried about like okay, then Matisse and DeAndre Jordan are on the court at the same time. That's again why it's very frustrating that they don't have a backup five that can shoot. Uh, maybe it's maybe you try Millsap sometimes. Maybe I, I honestly fucking I'm gonna keep saying it, it should fucking be beat ball balls. this bullshit. Um, I'm gonna file a grievance against Doc. Um, but yeah, I mean. I think Mat- Matisse is an excellent <laughs> defender. He's not going to, he, he's not the, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a wing defender that can be, that can anchor an elite defense the way a center can, you know?
0: Well, for sure, um, totally
1: agree. So I think you put Matisse on a guy like Zach Levine or DeRozan, like, yeah, he'll bite sometimes. Uh, those kinds of things, it, it, you know, Tatum, Brown, those kinds of stuff. Like, he will more often not than not make it way harder on them. Sometimes guys hit shots. Kyrie, obviously, you know, coming off 50. Kyrie hits shots. Duran is incredible. It's, it just happens. But I think he makes it as hard on guys as really any player in the league, even if he's not a traditional, like, physical defense, kind of like Tony Allen style, like, you can't move him type of guy. Um, I, I know it's a yeah. bigger question, but I, I
0: really in the few years he's been here his Im- improvement has been almost nothing at all and i i really just he just needs to get stronger he needs to be able to hit threes at a more consistent clip
1: he just yeah and it's it's frustrating to me like i i think he 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 tries to be play fast and try to get the ball out but like how often does he get a rebound or get a steal and tries to pass it to someone in like a split second but his momentum is taking him the other direction and then that leads to a turnover or miscommunication. Like, he just needs to, like... I, I love starting the break, obviously. But, like, he also needs to, like, occasionally calm the fuck down. Okay. Um. Oh, The I'm bigger sorry, thing David. for me... Are you are you doing one more or no? What's that? Do you have another concern? Or I was going to... Uh, yeah,
0: I had one more. I had one more. Okay. Can I okay. give you one more? Doc Rivers and Mike O'Connor documented yeah. this on Twitter. And again, I am not... Because he texted me about it. I was like, ah, I hate blaming the coach. But you mentioned it earlier that there are, are three considerable advantage this as bad as they were defensively they are horrible offensively just fucking horrible the Sixers have three distinct advantages offensively first of all nobody on the team specifically Drummond can guard Embiid second half the Embiid post-ups basically go away Seth Curry can't guard Tyrese Maxey he just can't and The the thing that they had Bruce Brown on him for a while, he he can't guard him either. And the the other thing that we haven't seen a ton of actually is the whole Harden just going down and diagnosing and keep you know getting the team to switch until he gets the player he wants on him. And the Nets have enough subpar defenders to where he should be able to do that. And we didn't really see any of that specifically in the second half when the Embiid post ups went away. So the final concern is that like, and, and this has been something we've talked about, just the ability of Doc Rivers to just sort of diagnose what's going on and do something that helps. And it just seems like not only did it, that not happen, but everything went the wrong
1: way this game. Yeah. I mean, yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) That's the one you're buying. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what like advantage he's getting you like, in-game adjustment, in-game, like, we can exploit this kind of thing. Usually it's, well, the Embiid plays working, so keep giving it to him and let him work. When, when Doc's teams play with, like, some level of, like, free-flowing stuff, and you're just, like, taking advantage of mismatches where you can find him, blah, 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 then fine. Then I get it. But he's not, like, too often it seems like the stuff Doc does is, like, okay, let's get this guy going and just... Calls a play for them to, to touch the ball at the top of the key rather than like anything that's incredibly special. It's the, the the biggest thing, honestly, like Tyrese Maxey has been so good for this team all season and especially once Harden's gotten here and they, they looked extremely slow, extremely passive on their back foot playing like the Sixers did before Harden got here. Every pass was a fucking chore. Nothing was easy. Every dribble handoff was so weak and so easily blown up. Joel and DeAndre had eight turnovers <laughs> and three and two assists combined for two assists. Like and almost all of those were just like on passes that the Nets were just like you know out muscled them on or out anticipated, mm-hmm. and it was just like really slow. Every hit ahead was extremely telegraphed. It's really it was very weird, and to see that. And to see how poorly they shot on twos and see that Maxi took seven shots. He had four points on seven shots and one assist in 29 minutes. What like what is going on? He scored 25 points like each, every of the other hardened games. Yeah, you know, he's extremely he's, bizarre. And I, I yeah. can see I can see Tobias go like I can see the team go, like, we, we should get Tobias going. But it's like Tobias has like Kevin Durant on him or James Johnson on him. And Tobias had a fine game. Like he was four or five from three. Like it seemed like he was making some some quicker decisions, but then occasionally it'd be like, okay, time to dribble into some post-ups, Trying to, time to dribble into some isos. And it's like, fuck, man. And he's still, and Tobias is so weak on the glass still. The ball, get, the ball gets taken from him from a guard, like at least once a game where like Bruce Brown just rips the ball away or Kyrie rips the ball away. And you're like, dude, like, come on, you're big. You're physical, be more physical. Like assert your will and like go get the ball and just like the whole team tonight, except for that like one moment when it was Embiid, you know, going after Drummond and Embiid going after Durant and like chirping at each other, when it seemed like okay, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a great game, but the whole team was just like non-existent. It was mm-hmm. really real. Like, I, did something happen? Like, did everyone like eat bad fish? Like, what do we do? What happened? What's, <laughs> what's going on? What what went on that everyone looked shake looked horrendous? Finally, Cortez came in. Finally, had a couple shots. Good for him. But like. I mean, even Niang only got his his buckets like late in the game. Like no one looked good. And B was getting the line early, great. But like, you know, I can convince myself that like they needed they needed to get punched in the face. I I'm a little embarrassed that it happened in a game like tonight when it's like yeah. there's so much bad blood between these two teams. And Harden and, said
0: that tonight. Tonight was good for us. We got our ass kicked. And I was like, ah, f- you know what? The fuck. But like, no. do
1: that against yeah someone someone else if Chicago had kicked your ass then you're like okay they were due they were they were bound to beat them eventually they're a good team and the Sixers have mostly handled them all season but like this is a fucking this is the Nets team this is the rival right now this is like the rival you should want to come out to play and and they came out looking extremely flat I'm not going to read a ton into it all the concerns I had with this team before this game about like perimeter defense and like slow decision making and and athleticism especially in the three four range still hold but and like all obviously doc just being generally uncreative and you know immovable but for it it's a look as bad as it did tonight like it just they should apologize like they should apologize to the fans like how do you not how do you not like the fans were so fucking juiced coming into that yeah and Embiid was like being physical early, and for them to just like be like, Well, I guess we'll w- wait it out. It just seemed every possession was so goddamn slow. I don't understand. I really don't understand. And I watch, like, we, we, I'll I argue or not argue, but like, I complain about national media, like, color commentator types mm-hmm. who are just like, Reggie Miller just reads like the same, like, six things and is like, Be aggressive is a thing I should probably say. I say it, like, they should be more aggressive. Like one things like that. There's not saying anything of value, but like, how do you not come out and like, give a fuck?
0: Yes. This is
1: the game. This is the biggest I, so game I, of the so year. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, I think I, I do think that there's a level of rhythm at this high of a level of basketball where if one team is just feeling it and on and the other team like has questions or is unsure of something or like things are get their first option is getting taken away. Then maybe it, just like takes you so far out of your rhythm that's when you you think like well we have guys like harden Embiid, and beat and maxi that even when plays are broken up and they can turn into something else just because they, they are great one-on-one players but nobody had it tonight and they should feel embarrassed by it um i am cool <laughs> and don't care because it's not the postseason yet but they should, like they should yeah. give a fuck. And, you know, there's the the all the issues that we talked about and have talked about that Harden solved a lot of them, but not all of them um, still persist. And so I bet I bet Daryl wishes that he had gotten Harden like two weeks earlier. So he could have been like, OK, how can we solve the problems of this team? And I think he just didn't have time to do it because the Harden trade happened too late. And they at their height, excellent team, capable of winning a championship. But there's a lot of issues that have to go right. Um, we well, to get there.
0: Well, give credit to Jason Lipschitz, uh, our friend Jason, who tweeted that, uh, you got to give credit to the Nets for pulling this one out to avoid going under 500 again.
1: So, yeah, I mean, they needed it like they <laughs> yeah, needed it more than yeah. the Sixers did, but you would think yeah. that. just the bitterness against Ben and Ben sitting there and like wearing a fucking Louis Vuitton hockey jersey like come on go fuck yourself like what what is that okay so so are we
0: can can we talk about Ben all right sure. all right first I actually right right before Ben um let me look at draft so DraftKings Sportsbook is the official uh presenting sponsor of the uh of the Ricky let me let me check some odds here from DraftKings. Let's see if anything has changed since the last time we, we talked. Embiid now minus 145 to win MVP. Nikola Jokic, who nobody's talking about, is plus 170 to win the MVP. And then I think the championship odds might be down. I think they are. Oh no, here we go. Team futures. Sixers plus 650 to win the East and plus 340 still behind the nets or plus 650 to win the title and plus 640 to win the East. What do you think before I, I mentioned the rest of the DraftKings stuff, what do you think the real chances are of the of Brooklyn
1: figuring it out and coming out of the East? Like, is it like a long shot or is it really possible? Uh, Somewhere in between. I think it's definitely possible. They have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and a bunch of Guys that can hit shots and some guys that can defend, um, totally possible. And the one through eight in the East is just going to be a every the first round is going to be four. You know, I'm not ruling out that someone could win like four one, but like those are those are eight good teams and and maybe more as you if you if you believe in like Atlanta to put some things together, Charlotte too. Um, so I think it's definitely possible for Brooklyn to get there but they also obviously like Kyrie there's like 17 games left of the season or something like that Kyrie can play in four of them. Like that's weird. That's not, that's not probably great for morale and gelling and all that shit.
0: Speaking of DraftKings, the, it is Mike's time conference championships this week. Turn your it team's victory time. into your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers bet five bucks on any team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, it's that simple. If they win, you win. Illinois listeners, big news, mobile registration is back in Illinois before to bet on your phone, you had to go to the casino and register. So now you can do it on your phone. Right now you can sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook simply by downloading the app right on your phone. If the Sportsbook is not available in your state, in your state, still join the action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free all March long with your shot at over $250,000 in prizes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code RTRS, bet five bucks on any college hoops team to win and you get $200 in free bets. If they do... Um, if they do, if they win, you win promo code RTRS this week at DraftKings Sportsbook 21 and over restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So Ben Simmons returns in just the biggest lame um, just, uh, loser way possible by not, he, he's not on the bench for any road game. Doesn't shoot before any game. I was at a game two weeks ago. He's not shooting before the game, and he decides he's going to return for this one. Per Kyle Newbeck, it was a sort of a a kickoff to his um, union grievance to get to get booed, as if getting booed means that you shouldn't have to play.
1: Yeah, that was it. Then everyone that's ever played in Philadelphia should file a grievance.
0: Yeah, what a fucking loser. Uh, Like honestly. This, can you imagine, you're Kevin Durant, you've won two championships. You're Kyrie Irving, you've won a championship. You're Patty Mills, you've won, what, two or three championships. Just these fucking guys who have been through it. And here is this little fucking loser who comes in and the only time that attention, that that he feels like he has to uh, appear on the bench at a road game or do warmups or anything is this game, which by the way also means something to them, Th- this game also means something to Kevin Durant. It also means something to P- Patty Mills. It also means something to Kyrie Irving because that guy just on the, that's on the Sixers just abandoned them. What a just fucking lame thing! And to go and and it's such a setup for and I'm not I, I don't like rip the 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 you know the shirt off my chest and have a big pee under that I'm Mister Philly fan or whatever. But this fucking setup like this whole thing to go out there and, and basically try to bait people without also having to step up and actually like perform. It's just so lame. I'm, I'm so glad that nothing happened. It's just, it was such like a lame. And then for him to come out and ups and you, you, big I'm sorry. You big fucking coward. You wouldn't even shoot the ball in warmups. Like he stood so he's not under playing. the- playing. What's he shooting the ball for? What's he doing warmups for? Yeah, well he's standing under the rim, passing it to people, and then your your little fucking Lamo grin on the bench as the the Nets are winning as if you've been vindicated.
1: Yeah. That that's the Ye- that's the strangest i mean like look he can be happy that his team on like obviously whatever but like the the national media being like oh how about ben now and it's like he didn't fucking play he's just sitting there looking stupid wearing a stupid shirt coming out there and rebounding for patty mills and like doing the dunk that he could have done in the hawk series how about this like a little cute thing like a self-aware like it's all very very bizarre it's very bizarre and and national media acting like they've been on Ben's side this whole time is extremely frustrating um, because they were making fun of him for many months and now that it's like, oh, but you regret. Maybe you regret it. Like it's like, what are you talking about? He's sitting there. He's, he's sitting there. playing. He hasn't played. He's having, you know, treatment, whatever. Who knows? Who the fuck knows if he's going to play? Uh I would like him to play. I think it'd be interesting to see it and to see what happens to this Brooklyn team that has started to look a little bit better lately. Um, it would be great during the playoffs if he played, if the Sixers played the Nets during absolutely. the playoffs. It- absolutely. But I think I think part, like, look, I don't know how the fuck, how fucking grievances work. Like a fan base booing you because you talk shit on the city and didn't show up to work. Like that doesn't seem like that's doing it. Is, is a judge going to be like, I just woke up I, ju- I was just born, like, straight up. I'm a baby. I'm a little baby judge. And, like, I see why you couldn't play. Like, is that what we're talking... Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, you were an asshole. You were an asshole to the team. You were an asshole to the fans. Um, You... The last moment and series of moments in in Philadelphia for you was you playing like shit. So... <laughs> People boo. Like it's. I just don't understand the idea of like. And I. And that's why I deserve to get twenty million dollars back for not doing my job. Like I. Don't, I just don't understand it. So There's, whatever. I don't care. It's not my money. Josh Harris. He. I hope the judge just takes it and sets the twenty million. The, I hope baby judge takes twenty million dollars from Josh <laughs> Harris, sets it on fire, looks at Ben and Josh and says like, "Go fuck yourselves, both of you." Um. The baby judge is me. I guess is I, that's who I'm doing it. Um. But. Yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Well, I'm like, Seth was like grinning on the bench and I get why Seth wanted like revenge against Sixers for trading him in a year that he was playing really well offensively, obviously like he's he's right to do that. That's fine. But like he's sitting there next to Ben and I'm like, what the, you fucking know that this is all bullshit. He knows. He knows. He knows. Seth Curry knows.
0: I can assure you Seth Curry knows. And. The other, yeah, he wants he wants to play well against his former team. I mean, totally. I don't think Seth Curry's like you shouldn't got rid of Ben Simmons. Like, I, I, that that's no, not what no, I think no. is happening. I, I, um, I don't think he's going to win his grievance, and I also don't think the Players Association or the NBA wants him
1: to at all. it was, I, it was weird. It was so weird to be like, now he's going to start talking and like. Baiting the fans is all very bizarre. I'm like honestly, if there was a closer game, maybe they would have been more heated throughout the game and something could have escalated. One fan got tossed, but like that happens all the time. That's not gonna like win fans you. Fans get tossed agreements. every game. Yeah. Um so it's just like I'm kinda I'm glad that nothing happens. I was worried that something would have happened. If he's thinking, oh, this will be like so when I do play it, in philadelphia next either this season or in the future or whatever mm-hmm. like it'll be less vitriolic wrong 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 if you ever play in philadelphia again it will be the first time that you've played in philadelphia since this yeah like it's not going to get you didn't like he didn't get over the with. difference yeah it's going to be it's going to be they didn't have another opportunity to boo you outside of outside of warm-ups so like It's going to, I mean, taking foul shot, all of it. So I I think it was a stupid idea. I think it didn't work. If he's happy that they got the win, great. I don't think he had any difference. I'm not going to, I'm not, if, if you're in the national media going like Ben had the last laugh, then first of all, it's fucking March. It's not the last anything he hasn't played yet. We have James Harden. He's obviously not 26, but he's still very good. And he's better than Ben giving them zero everything this season what are we talking about? It was just a very, the whole thing is really, really weird. And, and, and Ben and everybody around him looks like so fucking stupid for all this shit. And it, all it's, of
0: it. It's not go. This is not going away. Like none of this is going away. You know, they, the, 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 I, you know, if this made him feel a little bit better then fine, but I don't think that's what this was about. And to your point, if he comes back every time he touches the ball, they're going to do, not only are they going to boo, they're going to do funny shit. Yeah. They're going to scream shoot at you, you know? Sure. They're, they're, like, foul
1: shooting is going to be a thing. Everything's going to yeah, be a thing. It's yeah. not, he didn't like, you didn't, when you have like a bunch of laundry to do and you're like, I'll do a little bit of it. I'll at least throw it. You still have to, it's going to have to start the laundry all over again. You showing up, <laughs> this is working. Just act like it's working. Just act like yeah, okay. This chore, you don't get to half this chore. <laughs> this is a full chore that you have to do. Every time you show up, it's a new set of things you have to do with it. And it, I landed that plane so good.
0: Got the it. last thing on on Simmons, George Niang, much like the man he replaced, Mike Scott, will become a folk hero. And the best thing ever is this quote from George Niang, from Kyle Newbeck. Kyle Newbeck asked him about the Ben Simmons thing and whether there would be animosity between George Niang who never played with Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons. A couple practices yeah. that Ben got kicked out of. I'm going to try to answer this the best way I can. It is what it is. We have who we have in this locker room, but I think we're happy with who we have in this locker room. I'm going to leave it at that.
1: It is what it and is. He goes on to not leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. And I continue.
0: He knows what he did. Or what he had to do to get himself right, whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent, it's not my place to speak on. Obviously, I have thoughts about Ben, but if he's happy where he's at, then let him be happy. We're happy with the guys we have in this locker room that want to be here. George Yang fucking hates Ben Simmons. And he has, like, no connection to him whatsoever. It's
1: like... And I love how much Yang, like, appreciates Harden. Yes. Because for those guys, like... Niang signed a, what, two-year, like, $6 million deal? Something. Yeah. Harden is, like, making him money. Yeah. For the future. Harden being here, having a guy that commands the defense and that finds shooters in their shooting pocket, which he did not do tonight at all, but generally will make George Niang a lot of money and give that man a career continuously. And... That's cool, and I like I like when guys like appreciate that. I like when a rolling big man that really just does very few things, like plays within his lane, can like appreciate the point guard that's distributing for them. I like Mm -hmm. when an offensive when a running back appreciates the offensive line creating them the hole. Like those kinds of things, I like that in sports. I like that when the role players are appreciating, like, hey, that guy, I am gonna hitch my wagon to him and do whatever the fuck he needs me to do because I will make money off of him being great and me being willing.
0: Before we get, we have a great mailbag. I I don't even know what to say about this because there's obviously we would like to have the guy on the team. There was a, um, uh, what's his fuck has a podcast. Um, the center, the, um, the big uh, Bogut Andrew Bogut says on his podcast Rogue Bogues. I heard a pretty big rumor from some people that are pretty close to the situation in the NBA. Sounds big, legit. Big three to Philly. Brad Beal is trying to get to Philadelphia in the off season to team up with Harden and Embiid. Philly's desperate, obviously to get off Harris anyway. They have been for a while. And I think they're even more desperate to free up that cap space somehow. It will most likely have to be a sign and trade with Philly, but don't be surprised if a big three forms in Philly. That's the word on the street. My question to you, Mike is, I think I know the answer. If, if, if Washington just called and they're like, Hey, we'll do a sign and trade. Just give us to Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey for Brad Beal. No, no,
1: no. There's a lot of loser.
0: No offense to either guy. There's a lot of loser energy between Harden and Beal on the same team. (laughs) There's,
1: There's a lot of, I like, I don't know if I need both those guys on one team. I like Beal a lot. I think he's great. I think he'd be very helpful on this team. I think him flying around screens and also being able to like create for himself and others. You'd have an issue defensively for sure. Like Harden and Beal on the, on the same wing rotation, you really got to have like a bunch of decent wing players around them defending. Um that wouldn't be prohibitive if it for me if it was like hey Tobias and a couple, a couple of other guys, whatever. Mm-hmm. Not a couple of non-maxi guys and picks for Beal. I would do it, um, but it is it would be an issue defense. But I would still do it because you have if you have Maxi, Harden, Beal, Matisse, Embiid, you figure it out. All right. Before we get to the mailbag, um, what do we got? Oh, Big Barker, right? That's a big barker. but I don't trust Andrew Bogut to know anything. Like yeah. Andrew Bogat. I've heard yeah. from someone. I hear fucking shit. Everybody hears shit. Yeah. I mean, I heard he read somebody it on fart. The internet. I heard it somebody fart internet. in the other room. Like that <laughs> might mean something. Come on, Bogat. Fucking and he like he's studying the CBA, I'm sure. It'll have to be a side. I bet. I bet you know. He saw it on Hoop's hype or something. He's a fucking big, tall Australian dingus. <laughs> <laughs> Too big. Too big
0: to be that stupid. Big Barker is a trusted sponsor of the Ricky. Go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky, bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Big bummer for me. Got home from Austin on Tuesday night and my dog's not here. I usually have two nights with my dog alone as my wife is not here. She goes back to Philly for work. And normally I come home, go to bed with Rebel on his Big Barker, but he's not here. Love my dog. Miss my dog. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Quite simply, Big Barker is the dog bed that is going to keep your dog healthier for longer. Keeps young dogs spry, older dogs, keeps them more comfortable because it has been engineered by experts to keep your dog's joints very, very smooth no achy joints. If you go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky, not only do you get the Big Barker dog bed, you get two process pup patches, and you send us a picture, and we put them in the process pup gallery. When you adopt a dog, you should be adopting dogs, not buying them, but if you adopt a dog, your one job in life is to make that dog happy and healthy. It's the only thing that you have to do, and why would you have them sleeping on an inferior mattress? Proven by PenVet, proven to keep your dog healthier, bigbarker.com slash Ricky. I say big. It's not just for big dogs, even though they have it for giant dogs, but also they have the Barker Jr. for small dogs. Rebel's not a big dog. 40 pounds has a big Barker. has a large size. Again, bigbarker.com slash Ricky. It's made right here in the USA. There's a 10-year warranty. The foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. And you get a one-year at-home trial if you don't like it or the dog doesn't like it. Free refund or full refund with shipping. As I mentioned, big barker dog beds. Woof woof. All right. Mailbag time. Writes to Ricky Sanchez at gmail.com send us one basketball and one non-basketball.
1: You did have, sorry, you did have it in the in the notes, but Danny what? Green saying Ben changed his number without telling anybody. Oh yes. <laughs> and then never. And then never <laughs> responding cuz he changed his number and then he's going to file a grievance saying like they didn't even want to they didn't even want me back. They were trying it's just like the, Joel and Doc were mean to me. It's like, bro, you change your fucking number. You don't want to. I talk took it. To him. I took it from Reddit. I guess was he on
0: with Rosillo? I I don't know who he's on with. I think but, so. He, Danny Green said Ben Simmons changed his number without telling anyone. Danny reached out personally, sent a bunch of text messages over a few weeks, but Ben did not respond. Others tried checking in, and nobody talked to Ben until he showed up in practice. Uh, players in the Sixers locker room would discuss who they'd trade Ben away for. They didn't expect to get a big asset like Harden and the role yeah. players in the Sixers locker room joked about being traded away in a potential
1: Simmons deal. No, yeah, I mean, that's the... Safe. That's the third thing you said, the role players being traded away is predictable and kind of sad. Um, and I'm sure was the source of a lot of, like, angst. The... Them to, talking about who they could get and not assuming it'd be Harden is reasonable. It's... Maybe they listen to the podcast. I don't know. The but that I don't think it's unreasonable or like a big no no that hey, this guy that's not showing up who's making a billion fucking dollars a year on the team that is not playing, I wonder who we could get for him. Like it's the, like them yeah. talking about it. if they didn't talk about it, I'd be like, What are you what are you doing? Yeah, you're were not you talking about it at all. This? I I'd, I'd be right. concerned with the chemistry if they weren't talking about it at all. So obviously yes. they're, they're speculating their own fucking trade machine and shit. Doesn't it guess. seem like
0: Danny Green just fucking talks like he's on a reality show about the yeah. Sixers or something? A little bit
1: sometimes. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's weird. Poor Danny. He missed tonight's game with the fucking lacerated finger, which happened to me the last time I played. It bled. I got I got cut like right under the nail and just kept bleeding for a while. I, I feel like
0: it. I got to make a, no, I got, I got to make like a, a Mike Mike mentioned playing basketball in relation to the Sixers sound effect. Like a I did get scratched sound.
1: right there. There Sorry. it is. It's scabbed over now, but it was bleeding a lot. Right, Sergey Sanchez at gmail.com. This comes from Gabe.
0: A non-basketball question. What would you do if you had 24 hours to kick the bucket? Now this question is more for Mike, since I've asked Spike this question on Twitter and he swiftly... Podcasts.
1: What's that? 24 straight podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Back to back. (laughs) Ran them all together in one season of podcasts in my last day. Uh, Spike swiftly responded, the only real answer,
0: eat some fried chicken and drink in Nantucket. That is a reference to a Mace song, 24 Hours to Live. Since that question was only for Mike, I have another for Spike. Since you're a hat guy, apparently when you sleep, do you ever get worried your hair might thin out or you may t- potentially have a loss of hair? This coming from a fellow hat lifer, although I'm only 23. Well, I have plenty of hair. I don't think wearing a hat makes you lose your hair. And I don't wear a hat all day long. Um, uh, shout out to my boy, Young Pep Dash, who I know is listening right now. I haven't heard from that guy on Twitter in like years, Young Pep Dash. I hope you're doing all right. Keep up the great work, guys. This comes from Nick. Hello, Spike and Mike. Love the pod. My basketball question is, why does anyone who isn't financially interested in the Ben Simmons grievance outcome give a shit about it? Does anyone really care if he sucks some money out of Josh Harris? Outside of lightning fuckface's wallet, it has absolutely no impact on the Sixers, their chances moving forward, and um, no fans are shamed into, quote, behaving.
1: No, I mean, I'm interested, and the league's interested in it from the level of, like, this guy held out with this many years left on his deal and he's not good enough to just like force a trade to wherever um so I'm interested on in just like how's it gonna go and how's it gonna like shape the future of you know transactions and stuff in in the player empowerment department but yeah I mean as as I said like I hope I hope neither of them gets the money I hope yeah. they, they they I hope the judge I hope baby judge buys like a 20 20 million dollar doll and then they both want it, and he breaks it in half in front of him Baby
0: yeah judge. i I also I think it's bad for the league if he gets the money back but and and just from personally, I don't want him to have the money um i I don't need Josh Harris to keep the money either, so non basketball question. Have either of you ever had the unique pleasure of eating cento's hoagie spread, a delicious cherry pepper relish that can go on almost everything? Yes, I have it's very good you mm, no, it's awesome. Awesome. Love, love, like a a pepper, a hot pepper spread. Um, Hmm. Okay. Um, From Jesse, basketball question. With every passing day, it seems more and more likely that our sweet boy JoJo will be the MVP of the league. I've been thinking a lot about how after after it becomes official, he'll be presented with the award at home in front of a raucous playoff crowd by none other than Dave Silver. That won't happen. Don't they give the MVP award way after the playoffs now or is it during the playoffs it's during
1: I thought yeah it was I mean after I remember Giannis playoffs. won it when they were eliminated
0: right to my knowledge this will be the first time Dave will be presented to Sixers fans in the flesh and given how hard it is to win another MVP this may be our only chance to make him answer for his crimes unless of course we win the finals at home so my question is how can we as a community best take advantage of this opportunity as they said in Animal House, I think this situation calls for stupid, uh, for a stupid and futile gesture on somebody's part. Loud boo seem like a given, but is there something else we can do to make the world understand this is one of the greatest enemies of the process? Hmm. I
1: don't know. That's a lot of steps yeah. to get to to get to that point, but I think we should revisit it if
0: Yeah, if, that if it happens. About. Yeah. yeah. Um, Non-basketball, oh, I love this question. I fucking love this. This is one of my favorite non-basketball questions of all time. Let's say you're skydiving naked. And mid-freefall, you really have to pee. What's your move? I think I would try to flip over on my back. <laughs> so, so. Keep going. I know, I know, I know, I know. This happens with me. I want everyone to know, I'm not, like, this is not a bit. I'm like, actually, I have trouble getting through it. Okay. I think I would try to flip over to my back so my yeah. peen, <laughs> so my peen is facing up, waving in the wind like a flag and let it rip. Oh, you also have a roll of scotch tape tucked under your shoulder straps if you want to tape it down in a certain direction. Taping between your balls is an interesting play, but you risk free falling into your pee or peeing all the over idea me. that
1: you are you are naked skydiving, got it. But We're also peeing. you have scotch tape in your like armpit?
0: Or peeing all over your butt. Thoughts. So <laughs> what would be your move?
1: I I know what my move would be. <laughs> uh I've gone skydiving twice yeah. and the the like parachuting down once the parachute is gone that like eight it feels it feels longer i actually don't know how long it is but it feels like a long time that's a very long time when like the 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 straps are really like tugging at your groin really Mm -hmm. yanking it up and you're just like sort of like waving away down that's tough and so (laughs) i have had to pee then i was wearing clothes um and there was a man on my back uh guiding me so i didn't Pee or on or pee on him, but if I, I'd probably communicate to be like, "Hey, it's happening. I gotta pee." And I would probably just like go to the side. It's not like a north-south only situation. You could pee to the side and not have to be like, "Yeah, get on." But I guess the wind—you don't. You have to really determine. <laughs> you don't want it to be blown back onto you. All right, I'm gonna give you what I would do. I would, I would
0: grab my peen as the guy said, with my hand and just pee into my hand. Hmm. That way I don't have to worry about spinning around and getting the pee on my face. I would just pee into my hand. I would just sort of like squash it.
1: Where does it go? You're not catching a load of pee. (laughs) It could still bounce and drip. Onto your face afterwards in the the, wind That's true (laughs) You're just guaranteeing You're peeing so much on your hand I just think that The the drips are less likely
0: To become a problem I think it's more likely Because then it's closer to
1: you (laughs) Whereas if you're peeing Then you could like At least get some distance Between (laughs) Where you are And your face is And where the P is going, you could try to like shoot it out. Whereas if it's in your hand, then you are like guaranteeing that the ricochet is as close to you as possible. (laughs) I don't think I don't think you are thinking this one through. Okay. And the final question came from two people.
0: First, it came from Tim. I I, I'll say that this question came from Tim, but I want to read the uh, the the email from CJ's friend Ben. Hello, Mr. Spike and Mr. Playoff Motherfucker. By the way, we will have a regular a regular season bitch Playoff Motherfucker t-shirt coming soon. So we, that will be our playoff shirt this year. A friend of CJ's back with some comments and important questions. First, I cracked and ordered butyrate uh, the other night as I was struggling to fall asleep due to some digestive discomfort from body bio butyrate. Couldn't stop thinking about it like when you get a song stuck in your head, but instead it was just Spike's voice saying, even if you don't know the bloat is there, it's there. And you'll feel the difference with butyrate immediately, hoping to email back with some positive feedback. My non-basketball question was another point of contention in our friend group recently. The question was simply posed as, are there more doors or wheels in the world? And the group exploded. Lots of semantics on what or what isn't a door or wheel. And feel free to define them however you want because the question doesn't specify what we decided to limit it to wheels that fa- facil- facilitate forward movement and doors that allow people to go through them. Go Wasn't knocks. that in the
1: flagrant? Uh, flagrant? I forget what it's called now. Well, I know that two people asked,
0: so it must be on the internet somewhere. Yeah,
1: it was a whole thing that from, uh, I saw it from the Spinsters Girls, um, okay. the Navy poster from someone in the flagrant. Oh. Here comes CJ. Similar to the baby's tank debate, uh, this is like a very popular... It's a popular debate. thing. Okay, yes. so it wasn't, okay. it wasn't yeah. the start of that. Okay. We did not come up with this. Thank you, CJ.
0: What a guy. Oh, and as uh, uh, Chase mentions, you know what? Now that I mention it, I heard that I heard I heard them mention that they mentioned it. Geo on WFAN in the morning was mentioning this. Um, I didn't hear them talking about it, but I heard that they talked about it now that I think of it. So I think I, it's, a, it's a fair definition of doors and wheels, right? Like you can't, I wouldn't say that a, a rotating circle in an engine is a wheel, right? A wheel propels something forward or backward, right? Is that a fair definition of
1: wheel? Wow. <sighs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want it to be. Well, people, people, the wheels, people were debating it being like, there's wheels in everything you can't see it. There's wheels in this fucking microphone that are like spinning. It. Well, there are wheels right here, but like, yeah, I don't know. I think if something of like, if you're doing it just from wheels that go on the ground or wheels that you can see rather than like gears within something that is just like, obviously there's more wheels embedded into things than there are. D- there's no doors in the microphone you know, and those kinds of things. So I think it, it, the, the argument exploded out past it. And then you're really having hypothetical arguments, but there are like, I'm looking at the door, there's a door handle. Is there a wheel in in the door knob? Probably. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. It's probably wheels, but I thought about the first like couple minutes I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm enjoying this. And then I immediately, I very quickly, it was like this. I hate it. I, I hate so, the conversation.
0: So I thought about it for a second. And my, my first thought was like, well, obviously wheels, because there's four wheels on a car and in a house. But then I started thinking about, oh my God, think of all the doors in a house. There's
1: so many doors. Those are four doors in most cars. Oh, fuck. I didn't even yeah. think of that. And then there's you're more- like, how much, What does a cabinet count as a door, all that stuff? But I think I think because of the like, the the small wheels type things rather than there are fewer small doors. I think wheels probably wins, but also again, I really stopped caring pretty, pretty quickly. Cause I made me upset.
0: Yeah. I like the tank baby thing much better. I think it has more, 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 uh, more. What's the word I'm looking for? Long, la- longer lasting debate. I think it's, I hadn't thought about all the doors on cars. It's definitely doors. It's fucking doors. If that's how we're defining it, it's doors. It's not even close.
1: If but the things a, in a people, people were saying like wheels of a, like an office chair you're sliding around and like <laughs> there's multiple wheels on that thing. And just like every, every machinery, every piece of machinery has like a, a ton of wheels in there. Anyway, I don't care. It can be doors. That's fine. Think about every skyscraper, every house. Love Doors. A lot of doors in there.
0: Oh, yeah. Like a, a skyscraper. Think of all the offices in them. But Fuck. there's also wheels in there, in those offices. A lot of them. What is the building on wheels? What are we talking about? Is Wheel, it more... office, office
1: chairs, desk chairs.
0: Oh, you're right. It's a good point. Fuck.
1: There's so many more standing desks now than there used to be, though. But even the standing desk has wheels in it. Oh, it's a good point. Those kinds of things. <laughs> Fuck. If we're counting like the... Sm- I Because th- I was a doors guy first thinking about those kinds of things. But then if you start to say like the small wheel gear turning those kinds of fucking things, then I think there's there's I think it's wheels, but in, in the more direct answer of like wheels as we see them versus doors as we see them, I would say doors, but I don't know. It's hard to parse. Hmm. Anyway, all right.
0: Well that game blue. The next two games are what Orlando and Denver. Is that what we have?
1: You proud of me for staying strong for not for not yeah. being upset?
0: I didn't think this was the mic that I was getting, to be honest with you. I didn't yeah. think this was a mic. John
1: got better. mad at me for being like calm. And I was like, You can't be mad at me when I'm upset, and also mad at me when I'm calm. Otherwise, you're just mad. Um John got did John tell you that uh we got mad at each other via text during the week? About the JJ thing? Yeah. He he, he texted me that he was on my side because he was good.
0: Yeah, he texted me that that JJ was was good. And I, I, I'm sort of in the spot where I just, I don't want to talk about these things on the podcast. I have a great time talking about them on the podcast, but off the podcast. So I got like immediately pissy and I was just like, shut the fuck up. This is what I do for a living. And He got immediately, immediately defensive, but to his credit, he apologized before I did. So, um, all right, well, we will be back. I think we're back Monday night, right? Isn't that our next pod, CJ? I think if I remember correctly.
1: Uh, Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night! Magic games and evening game. Uh, Yeah, that's. I'll be watching. I'll be. Um, we're getting into college basketball, so I'm. It's nice that I don't. I didn't care about this game, because I'm. You're gonna. If you. Yeah, I'm gonna be in deep. Deep college basketball March Madness. My eyes are gonna start to bug out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be gone. I don't even know how
0: you know how many, like what players are on any of the teams anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right, we will talk to you Sunday night after the Orlando game. I'm sure that'll be <laughs> send in mailbag questions <laughs> right three
1: I'll just talk about selection Sunday. I'll talk about we'll just do, we'll do a bracket.
0: Oh, there we go. We'll do a bracket of uh well we already did a bracket once. We did process 6 no, actual the actual bracket. Oh, an actual bracket. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you Sunday night. Be done with TTP.
1: Yeah, you know like this. If you don't fuck with me, then, then I won't, I won't fuck, fuck with you, if you don't fuck with me,
0: then, then I, I, won't I won't fuck with you. you, but if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's a plan